The following is a sermon from Pastor Timothy Borman and Sure Foundation, a church located in Woodside, Queens, New York, the world's most diverse community. For more information and for more audio content, go to sure-foundation.org. About 10 years ago, um, I did a sermon series. I'm a little, I'm actually embarrassed of it, the name of it to this day. And I took a little bit of flack, deservedly. We called it The Wonder Bread. Maybe some of you remember that. So I've always been a little bit scarred for the wrong reasons to take you through John chapter 6. But here we are. We're back again, and I'm done. I, like, you've probably figured this out about me, that I'm done trying to come up with like um, quirky or captivating sermon series titles. So the name of the sermon series is not The Wonder Bread. It is John chapter 6. <laughs> no, it, it leaves no doubt in your mind what we're going to do. So we're going to the, for, for three weeks here, as we kind of come to the end of our church year, we're going to be going through John chapter 6. And it is a precious, precious part of the Bible. Um, as we read this, I, I want to ask you to please stand out of respect for the words and works of Jesus. We're on page 9. And if you're listening in on Zoom, you're going to want a page open your Bibles to John chapter 6. And, and here's... Here's what the Holy Spirit gives to us today from from the Apostle John. Then some boats from Tiberias landed near the place where the people had eaten the bread after the Lord had given thanks. Once the crowd realized that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into the boats and went to Capernaum in search of Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, When did you get here? Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Then they asked him, what must we do to do the works God requires? Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. So they asked him, what sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, Always give us this bread. And Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. I wanna I wanna throw some words at some adjectives at at this at this word from Jesus. We we could call it essential. 
And that really leans in the, into the metaphor of bread, essential. Like, it's a staple. A staple is like, like the base, the fundamental food of a society, and bread is that. It's a staple. It's, it's essential. You could, you could also say that this, these words of Jesus are consequential. Consequential because everything, and I mean everything, depend on these words. For example, if you get this, if you believe this, if you eat today, you will never be hungry again, Jesus says. That's consequential. <laughs> if you don't get this, if you don't believe this, if you, if you don't take this into your heart, then you will starve. And you will always be hungry and, and thirsty. That's consequential. Or we could talk about it this way. It's consequential in another way. This, this is life or death. That's what Jesus says. This is life or death. What he, what he says is, if you believe this, then what you will receive is eternal life. If you don't, well, if you don't, then you perish. That's consequential. Like, and we get this like as hungry people. We, we all come here hungry. As dying people, we all come here dying. We know we need the bread of life. We get little tastes of this in our life, don't we? We get little tastes of it. I, 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 I went to the eye doctor the other day, and I got new glasses and contacts. And I sat with an ophthalmologist. I told this story, I think, a little while ago, but it meant something to me. I, I sat down, and I said to her, these contacts aren't working for me. I, I, when I try to read, my eyes water, and I can't see. And she said, sir... You're a middle-aged man. You need reading glasses. Now, <laughs> you, you would think that... that, that, that uh, look, I, I was a glasses-wearing kid from third grade, but that kind of hit me. I was like, wow. I'm, I'm into my fourth decade now. Like, this is, this is a, it, it's a reminder. It was a reminder of my own mortality. I'm dying little by little by little. My sight is getting worse. I need reading glasses. We get this little taste that, that we come to church, we're hungry, we are dying people, and, and so what this, what this lesson is for us is absolutely consequential. What I want to talk to you about today it's something essential. It's consequential. It's about bread. And I want, to, I want to bring you into this lesson by talking about the me of bread, the he of bread, and also the free of bread. Let's start with the me of bread. And I want to tell you that I'm, I'm, I'm saying the word me pejoratively, like negatively. This is not a good thing. The, the me of bread is not a good thing. I, I need to tell you something, like this is just to set this up. Jesus, at the beginning of this lesson, is pejorative. He's, he goes negative on the people. Let me set the stage for you. Jesus has just done an incredible miracle. He has taken, like John, John says, 
he has taken not just loaves of bread, but small pieces of bread, five of them. And he took two small fish, like they probably wouldn't have been legal today. They, They would have had to throw them back. So he's got five small pieces of bread and two fish, and he feeds thousands. It's the feeding of the 5,000. And then the people think, wow, this is our bread ticket. Like, this is, this is the ultimate vending machine. And then Jesus, overnight, he walks on water, <laughs> and he mysteriously, like to the people, he mysteriously disappears. So they go to seek out Jesus. But for all the wrong reasons. And Jesus knew it. Look what he says to him. He says, Very truly I tell you, you are looking for me not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. That's a negative word. The last word, fill. Like, he's basically saying, you guys pigged out. You guys filled your stomach. It was fill. You guys, you guys satiated yourselves. Like, you didn't even come here looking for God. What you came here looking for is to fill your stomachs. Jesus goes negative on them. He says, people, you need to go deeper on this. You need to get that you're not just animals. You have a soul. This is the me. This is the me of bread. Now, we need to think about this together for for two different reasons. I want to point out sin in our lives. The first thing, the first reason why this is sin, when we go to Jesus and we just want to stuff, is because we dehumanize ourselves. Like like we think that, that all we really need is physical comforts. And we, we go to Jesus, Jesus, just make me comfortable. Jesus, just, just satisfy my physical life. That's all I need. Sometimes we think this way. I remember when I was a kid, I always wanted to take a plane flight. Maybe you were like that too. Like I, I looked forward to the day when I would one day get on a plane. And I got on a plane and... I remember the stewardess coming down the aisle. It was, it was this amazing thing. And they had free drinks. And you have to understand that my parents never gave me soda. We called it pop because I grew up in the Midwest. So they're coming down the aisle, and I'm sitting next to my twin brother. And I said to the stewardess, can I have the whole can? <laughs> and she said, yes, you can have the whole can. So I took this can of Coca-Cola and I popped it open, and you could smell it. And I turned to my twin brother, and I said, this is the life. (laughs) And it was. It was a good gift from God. But you know what I didn't understand quite yet? Was that it was food that perishes. That it was momentary. That that even though I was comfortable physically, what we really need, and we all get this at a deep level, what we really need are are the spiritual things. Like beauty. Like being right with God. 
We need those things. And what Jesus is calling out to us to say, don't dehumanize yourself. Don't don't think that you just need to eat and then you're going to have the life. No, that's not how it works. What you really need is me. That's the first thing I wanted to say to you about the the, the me of bread. But I wanted to say a second thing. There's a second way that we can sin against Jesus here, and it's this, that we can depersonalize him. That we can act that he's like he's not a real person. Like we go to him, the giver of all good things, and we don't want him, we want his gifts. We, we go to him, and, and he's just a means to another end. Right? We depersonalize him. Like, we don't want him, we want his stuff. I was watching 60 Minutes this last week about, and they did a segment on SBF. You know who SBF is? Um, what's his name again? Uh, I'm blanking on it. He's the guy who started FTX. That's the guy. And while he was making millions, billions of dollars with this crypto exchange, he just went on trial earlier this week, FBS. Everybody was his friend. Everybody, like Tom Brady, Stephon Curry, everybody's doing spots for him on, on the television. And then he goes on trial and he becomes this, this paragon of evil in our society. And you know who was his friend still today? Nobody. You know why they were his friends then? Because of his stuff. They didn't really love him. You know, uh, this, is, this is what we have to be careful of. Nobody wants to be loved because of the stuff that they give. And Jesus is a real person. Do you think it feels good when we go, we go to him, Jesus... Uh, Give me what I need and then I'll be happy. We have to realize that that hurts him. He's a real person. We cannot depersonalize him. He came down for you. And you know what? He loved you when you had nothing to give him. Can we love him just for him? See, this is the me of bread. We, we don't want to dehumanize ourselves and we don't want to depersonalize our Savior Jesus. We want to be careful about this because the crowd did that. I also want to talk to you about the he of bread. The he of bread. There's an undercurrent in this lesson. It's, it's a strong undercurrent about this crowd. They don't really know who he, there it is, who he is. And I could get all, all grammatical and become a geek for you and tell you, just look at the vocatives here. Like, look at how they address Jesus. Look, for example, at verse 25, they say to Jesus, <laughs> Rabbi. Not Lord. Not God. Teacher. And then later they call him, in verse 14, they say, Sir. Well, that's sure ambiguous. It's respectful, but do they really get who he is? They actually don't. 
And it becomes obvious. Look at verse 30. Look at, what, look at verse 30. Look what the crowd says about Jesus. They said, they asked him, what sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Here's what I want to show to you. They are throwing, get, this, is, this is incredible, they are throwing Jesus' miracle under the bus when they say that. They're like, Jesus, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool that you, you fed 5,000 people. But get this. Moses fed hundreds of thousands of people. Not just once, not just twice, not just three times, but for 40 years. What can you show us, Jesus? You see it? They don't know who he is. So Jesus levels up on them. Look what Jesus says to them. This is incredible. Jesus says, Very truly I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. Listen to this. For the bread of life is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. And then he says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. You want to know if I'm greater than Moses? Let me tell you how many people I will feed. Did you see what he said? The world. And for how long? He said, Never go hungry and never be thirsty. Not, not just hundreds of thousands of people for 40 years, but, but forever and ever and ever. Amen. This is the he of bread. So you need to get that. We need to get that. Who Jesus is. I try to be a good father. I really do. I, most days, I'm able to help my kids with their homework. One of the kids right now is doing ex exponents in, in math. I forgot how to do those, but I learned again uh, exponents. And so the way it works is you have this base number, right? And then you, the exponent, um, you take the number by times itself, right? So um, it becomes this really big number really quick. Here's the point. Whatever you think about Jesus right now, whatever you think he is, I want you to take that base number and put an exponent times infinity. And then you're only beginning to understand who he is. Jesus is our God. And you've got to level him up. Because when you see that, when you see who he is, then you're going to know. Then you're going to know better who it is who lived perfectly for you. You're going to know better who it is whose hands were pierced and nailed to a cross for you. Then you're going to know better who it is who picked up his life for you. you got to know who he is. He is our God. 
And only he, this is when you're going to get it, only he can feed our infinite emptiness. Only he can fill the infinite hole in our hearts. And he does. Now, Mary, maybe you're wondering, this is where we have to go to our, our, our next part where we're going to talk about, because we talked about the me of bread, the he of bread, and now I want to just show you the free of bread. You're wondering, like, how do I get this? How do I eat spiritually? Well, here's, Jesus says this. Verse 28. Then they asked him, what must we do to do the works God requires? So they're, they're thinking, we, 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 got, we certainly got to do something to, to get this bread. They really wanted this bread. We, we must have to work for it. And Jesus says back, verse 29, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. So you got to turn it on its head. Like, like Jesus is saying, this is the work God is going to do for you. You're, not even you are going to do the work of believing. This is the work of God. God's going to do this work. He's going to put faith in your hearts. And that is the one thing you need to receive the bread of life. Believe it. Believe that the one true God came down for you. Believe that, that Jesus Christ, he, he took on flesh. Why? To forgive you. To redeem you. Believe that God has put an infinite value, an infinite meaning into your life. And, and you know what? When you believe that, since you believe that, on a spiritual level, you will no longer hunger. You have all the meaning that you need. You, you have all the validation that you need. You have all the acceptance that you need because, because Jesus has given that to you in his cross and empty tomb. Believe it. It's yours. Let's pray together. Jesus, we all come here sometimes for the wrong reasons. We treat you like you're a cosmic vending machine at times. We ask for your forgiveness. And we, we ask you to help us to see you as the real person that you are, our Savior from sin. We praise you for who you are. We see you. And we know that you are a true God and we trust that by faith we receive the gift of eternal life, the gift of food for our souls. We pray this, Jesus, in your great and saving name. Amen.